Welcome to the MMA Geeks Podcast, which, luckily for all of you, is recorded at sea level. Otherwise, Nick, your performance may suffer. <laughs> Mine can't get any worse, so I'm willing to try making picks uh, at elevation. Um, you've uh, you've defeated me once again, Nick. In, in, in our picks competition, I think you went 7-3, and three, and I went an abysmal 5-5. Five and five. Um, Yeah, I got, I got beat up on the undercard a bit, but swept the main card, thanks to my faith. Um, in in a couple of fighters, uh, Aldo Aldo, and Marais. Today we're going to give you all the information that you'll need before UFC 234. Whitaker versus Gastelum. Robert Whitaker, who has been in two title fights, both against Joel Romero, both having taken years off his life, (laughs) but those 10 rounds have established him as the best middleweight in the sport. Calvin Gastelum has proven himself to be an elite middleweight after a successful stint at welterweight. He's fallen once since moving up and gets the chance to make history before possibly demanding a rematch against Woodley at 170. With a win here, he'll have the leverage to do so. Uh, Nick, we, 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 we made some picks last week, and, uh, and one of us can be proud of, of his performance, and the other uh, has to sulk and shame. You had a couple. Let's pull up last week's card real quick, because there were, there were a couple things on the undercard where you got me. Um, uh, I, I, th- I think it was the... Uh, first of all, you got that Saeed... Uh, no, I picked, fight. I picked Saeed, but I did not pick. Uh, I did not pick the fighter from Grozny. I did pick the fighter from Grozny, and he lost in a very, very close uh, flyweight bout. That's right. We both whiffed uh, uh, on Griffin because he lost a you know a somewhat competitive and, and controversial decision uh, to Thiago Thiago Alves. Um, so. We both picked Junior Albini. We did both pick Albini. Uh, we both, I think we gave credit to Albini's having a ground game and, uh, and uh, the fact that he went to ATT for that camp. Um, I believe we had a difference. Uh, you picked Colaris. And I lost that pick badly. I lost that pick badly. Colaris yeah. did not look like he wanted to be there. Tough guy, but he did, not, he did not show a, a lot in that fight. Uh, just a wrestling game doesn't cut it anymore. But I think I got you, by, I picked uh, Marcus Perez. That's and you right. picked and Anthony, Anthony Hernandez, Hernandez, who came out like gangbusters, and after his initial couple of flurries, didn't have much. It. Yeah, his cardio didn't quite stand up to it. I gave him a lot of credit for that five-round decision that he won for, I believe, the LFA title. Uh, that wasn't enough here. Perez is a solid fighter. I, I've, I've watched a couple of his fights, and I, I believe him to be a good fighter. I just figured... Hernandez tends to figure out a way to win, and Perez has figured out a way to lose a couple. Perez seems like a slightly more clownish Rafael Natal to me. Well, he's more athletic, I would say, than Natal. He's a little flashier. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, Natal's actually a very nice guy. He, uh, he's, yeah, he's a New York guy. Uh, he's a New York guy. I've, Not originally, I've of course. I've been in the locker room with him, got a chance to spar with him once. Uh, oh, wow. He's, he's a gentleman. Uh, and then we've got uh, the Souza Froda fight, which we both got correctly, picking Souza on her experience. Johnny Walker, man, how about Johnny Walker? Uh, he looked pretty fantastic, I think, considering it was a fight that lasted several seconds. Anyway, you put it, somebody having that kind of finishing power is a great sign. Um, and he has, I believe, fought to decisions prior to his in his career. Uh, what did you think about his? Uh, 15 second win over Justin Ledet. I feel like Johnny Walker would have been a huge star in Pride. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel. I think he's he's got. We'll see. We'll see when they, he has a big step up in competition next. But he's really entertaining. Uh, he he went for that Pride like soccer kick that he luckily missed. 
You're not kidding. Because he would have he would have been DQ'd, and Justin Ledette would have had a much worse evening. I actually thought it landed to the body when the I, announcers thought it landed to the head. On the replay, it looked like he aimed, may have aimed for the body, but it, but it missed. Luckily for him, there was, yeah, there was just no aim for the head, and, and it missed. Yeah. Um, and then we've got, uh, and then so 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 you're not necessarily buying into Johnny Walker just yet. I I'm, I think uh, he's I think he's a great prospect, and I like everything that he brings to the table. When I when I reference him as having, would he, he would have been a great pride fighter? I think it's because he brings so much entertainment and sort oh, yeah. of crazy pageantry. I yeah. kind of feel like he needed needs a pride lady intro. Oh, wouldn't that be great to say to say his his uh, his name, which is a pseudonym anyway, which is also, also another very pride like thing. True, um, you are not kidding. He is, he is basically a pro wrestler in MMA, and he gets these quick finishes over tomato cans like they do early on in a prospect's career in, in pro wrestling. So he is kind of getting yeah. the... Uh, or the if you're Eric there. Silva. He's getting, that, he's getting the handsome Brazilian treatment. Fair. Um, <laughs> I, I will say Johnny Walker, uh, I, hope they, I hope they guide him up slowly. I hope they next give him uh, a decent grappler with a good chin, somebody that won't necessarily submit him or, or, or smash him from up top. And who do you think? And, uh, who would you give him? I don't know. I don't know that I can. Th- I guess you can give him some someone like Volante who has a good chin, who might go for yeah. takedowns, but Iler um, Latifi. Iler Latifi's too probably big? yeah too probably big a little bit it. too soon. I, I I want him to take some time before he. By the way, he may smash Latifi, and and Latifi may prove to be well way too experienced for him, but. Um, uh, I'd like to give him a little more time before he's on the deep end of that light heavyweight mm-hmm. division. Which I think again, he called for Manawa. Uh, would, yeah, that's a, that's probably a great matchup for him. It's not necessarily a Manawa coming off of the loss. Um, I think two losses, two losses in a row, maybe. That's right. I'd have to check. Uh, oh, I, I would love to see if uh, Manawa's got the kind of chin where he can get caught early, but Manawa tends not to just get blown out of the water. He hits it back hard. A, yeah, it, it, well, it does tend to be somewhat of a competitive fight before Manawa uh, gets hurt for the first time, and so maybe Manawa can test him. But I, I would prefer, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll think of someone. Uh, well, it's not the deep. Not, the thing is, it's not that deep a division, which no is doubt. why it's, t- yeah, it's tough that. to it's tough to match guys up. Um, and then we had we had a Charles Oliveira de Bronx coming through just like not we only, yeah we expected that we we've said he's never been better he's at the top of his game and he got tested he got some bad luck with the eye pokes and he hurt him on the feet and then went for a sub almost you think because he because he likes that statistic he lo- he loves it, well, it, yeah, it, I, I think for Oliveira it's just like a trump card like it it will yeah. it will win him a fight in almost any situation if he's got you buzzed at all on the feet or if he's if he's able to get on top. On the ground, I mean, you are probably going to get finished. There are very few guys that that can avoid that from Oliveira. He's, he's probably the most. Di- he's probably the most diverse jujitsu finisher in the in the I UFC. Would, uh, We'd have to look and see all the different um, techniques he's used to get a sub. But it's not like you know Maya's really RNC focused, and he's true. great at that. He's great at other stuff, but he doesn't have you know. Uh, uh, Husamar, Husamar Paul Harris, or Mr. Paul Harris, as he is known on the is internet. People calling him Paul Harris. Yeah, Mr. Paul Harris. Yeah, um, or not with the Mister. They just call him Paul Harris because I see, I see. He's, he's and um, cause that's what his name sounds like sometimes when the when people who you know right. speak Portuguese pronounce it. Right, that uh, makes sense. And he had the he had the leg lock. You know he. Um, he yeah, I'm, I'm saying but, anaconda choke, rear naked choke, guillotine choke. Um, David. Another anaconda triangle choke against uh, Andy Ogle back uh, Ogle back in the day. Did yeah, he have a he had something crazy more more recently. I thought he, he didn't have a twister, but he had something weird. I thought he had something 
Well, Maybe not. The sure dog oh, the ca- yeah, the cap slicer. Oh, yeah, that, was, yes, that was over 2012. That, That's a back in the day, huh? I bet you. I bet you he has submitted more guys in more ways than any other UFC fighter. Uh, yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, he certainly got the. I don't know about more ways, but he certainly mm-hmm. got the most number the of most. submissions. Um, I think Jacare doesn't have all that many submissions, but. But I think uh, I think he does have a variety across of his career. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little Kimura heavy. So next we've got Damian Maya, who did the Damian Maya did the backpack like we like we thought he would. You, you would wonder that his body fair. type might not the the good might body type it, might right? not allow for it as quickly. Um, but there was no there was no stopping Damian Maya and his rear naked choke. We were right about that. Jose Aldo uh, with a spectacular win over Carnero. Wasn't Everybody gave Carnero the first round. I didn't. But, I didn't either. But uh, like, if you go um, like Sherdog uh, and other other sites that were where multiple people were scoring the fight, gave the first round to to Carnero. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was pretty even, but I thought I thought Aldo. I, I thought it was competitive, but that Aldo had had won the round. Agreed. Uh, I you know I, I think Aldo took a big risk and just diving in for those left left hands once he got him hurt. Uh, so that's a little bit concerning against the guy that's going to plant his feet and come back with a big shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, concerning against the matchup uh, against a guy like McGregor. Uh, somebody brought up actually the idea of having uh, him face off with McGregor now. Um, not a terrible idea, I think. Um, and then we've got uh, Marlon Morais versus Rafael Sunsau. Now you picked Marais in this one. I picked a Sun Sao. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we both assumed that it was going to be uh, close, even though even though uh, Marais has obviously definitely. And I thought it would take longer. Uh, yeah, he not only did he catch him on the feet with with his hands, which uh, last week I remember saying that it was his kicks that uh, Sun Sao's got to worry about. Not only did he catch him cleanly with his hands and hurt him, then he finished him on the ground uh, with a submission. And the Sun Sao, from what I understand, is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, pretty good one. Oh yeah, um, very impressive performance by Marais, who's proving to be the most dynamic uh, bantamweight in 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 the UFC. Very dynamic, very athletic. And I get—I mean, I get the feeling that he spars a lot with Eddie Alvarez. I feel—I no feel like their um, their striking technique is looking a little similar. But Marais just seems—he's fast, technical, mixes stuff up a little bit better, and he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's striking quickly. But I don't feel like he's hanging his head there to be—he's not biting down on the mouthpiece, waiting to get drilled. Like yeah, he's yeah. like he's, Alvarez. He's, he's, he's Alvarez he's likes Alvarez likes the brawls. So even though I feel like they that Marais is is probably picking up some techniques from him, I feel like he's implementing them in a more efficient, stronger way. I actually think like he's kind of uh, he's got some of the better features of both Eddie Alvarez and uh, Frankie Edgar, another one of his training partners. I, I think he's got pretty decent footwork. Um, he's got a good outside game. He's got a hittable chin, but. Mm-hmm. He's way more explosive than either of those guys. No one's had any time to hit it in his last three fights. Exactly. I mean, he, I mean, if you think about the miles that he has not put on his body in the last, in the last in, three U, in the UFC, yeah. Well, right. in, in the UFC, but in those last three bouts, right. he basically got away scot free. Um, mm-hmm. That's the, 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 that again is is another boon in his favor, confidence wise. He's been five rounds, so it's not like these quick finishes are going to spoil him and and, uh, and mean that he'll have no cardio in the latter rounds. Uh, I think given T.J. Dillashaw's uh, loss. A couple of weeks ago, and Marlon Marais' decisive third decisive victory in the bantamweight division, uh, Marais is probably going to be a favorite over TJ. Uh, no one has done that to a Sun Tzu at that at that weight class. Absolutely not. And he only got stopped once at 145, where he fought. Where he was a really small man at five five. Yeah, and he fought. He fought terrific guys. I would absolutely pick 
pick Marais over Dillashaw. And at this point, I think you have to. If Dillashaw had, had a solid performance uh, against Cejudo, maybe not. But but given the way things are now, uh, certainly Marais will be the favorite. And I think, rightfully, he's, he's dynamic, explosive, and TJ's chin ha- uh, has been seriously tested in every one of his last three or four fights. Um I don't see why Marais wouldn't be able to finish him if he if he hurts him. I think Marais hits harder than Cody. I mean, I uh, I agree, not necessarily with his hands, no. uh, definitely with his definitely with his with his, his kicks, kicks and his knees. Yeah. I mean, his his hands are still pretty uh, plenty to prove. Yeah, Sunset has been buzzed before, so mm. he's got an overall good chin, but he has been he has been uh, knocked down before at least. Um, so let's get into uh, what we're here to discuss: <laughs> UFC yeah. two thirty four Whitaker versus Gastelum. Um, now. I sound excited about the card. I don't think the overall card is very good. I, I think this is just kind of an out, uh, average Australian card. And if you took off the top, top two fights and, and replaced them with with two other fights, this easily could have been a fight pass event in uh, in I believe it's in Australia. It is in Australia. In um, every fight on this card could be an early prelim fight, except for the first two. I every I single agree. one. I, I couldn't agree with you more. This is uh, uh, this card is very much top heavy. But those top two fights, I think are worth it for different reasons, worth investing some time into, uh, whether or not it's worth investing 64 bucks into, I guess you guys will decide at home. Um, I think uh, uh, you you actually previewed a little bit your thoughts about the Gastelum Whitaker I did. matchup. Um, and I have, I've only gotten stronger in my conviction. I would love to hear more, Nick. I think, I think, I think Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles is a, gr- is a great fighter. I think that the staff infection and two fights against Romero has have made he had a really bad last eighteen months, and I think he's coming in against a guy who's not a good stylistic matchup for him. When we look at Kelvin Gastelum and his career in the UFC, and he's still a very young guy, I think he's only twenty six maybe. Um, he's fought the best of the best at two weight classes. He's not been, he's 27, he's not been knocked out, and he had a very close fight with Woodley. He did get dominated by Neil Magny, I thought. It was a split decision, but I remember Mag- Magny really out-wrestling him. There were certain um, rounds in which Magny, Magny looked like he was going to finish him. It was bad, it was ba- but all on the ground, it was, just su- it was blanket, yes. suffocation. And he had a very competitive fight with, with Chris Weidman, where if there was a little more time in the first round, Gastelum's looking at a, at a first round KO, I think, of the former middleweight champion, who has had a rough go of it lately, but still, that's quite an accomplishment coming up from welterweight and just one punch dropping Weidman with that huge shot. I agree um, and, then, and then sleeping Bisbing, who, say what you want about Bisbing, you know, he had the Henderson fight, but He's a Bisbing's a tough dude who's taken a lot of punishment. Not a lot of people dropped Bisbing and finished him with one shot. That is true, but I will, that was twenty one days, three weeks after uh, he got knocked it out was. several times against was, George St. Pierre. It was it was still an impressive fight, but my my larger point is in his career, Gastelum has shown incredibly uh, fast hand speed. He's shown great composure, and he's taken very little damage. You look at the you look at the guys he's fought, like you get you know you've got Woodley in there. Who else? Yeah, you have Woodley. You've got Weidman. You've got he fought he fought Vitor. Um, His last several fights, he hasn't 
been taking a lot of damage, I would disagree on one of them, and, and I will get into that when I'm up. Hendrix, um, Tim Kennedy, he just was merciless assault on Tim Kennedy, who gave Yoel Romero all kinds of problems. He didn't mug Tim Kennedy. I, I, think, I think that Whitaker... Like he's a very good fighter. He's got great diverse striking. He has incredible takedown defense, and he gets into he has a style I think and a desire to get into wars. And I just think it comes down to the math that Gastelum's got faster hands and is going to find his chin, a chin that I think isn't what it used to be after fighting ten freaking rounds with like a man made out of obsidian and steel. That is you, that is you, old Romero. Um, I just think it's a case of, of Gastelum's going to find his chin in the first two rounds. Um, I I vehemently disagree with you about uh, about at least about how strongly uh, you feel about this pick. Now, do I think that Gastelum has a shot at landing a big left hand and maybe finishing? Yes, um, I think he has a shot at doing that. But that essentially comes down to a puncher's chance. Now, yes, he's fast. Um, and he, he's probably faster than Whitaker, but he's not nearly as fast in that third round as he is in the first. And Whitaker is going to put out the same number of off, uh, the same number of punches, the same number mm-hmm. of kicks and, and with the same level of intensity in that 24th minute as, as he will in the first. Um, Whitaker is a survivor. He's been hurt plenty Absolutely. of times. Yes, he has. Joel Romero and and uh, <laughs> and Calvin Gastelum are two very different men. They're they're different sized men. Yeah, they have different levels of power. They're not too far off in speed, believe it or not. Joel, when he wants to be, is extremely Joel. Joel's in bursts. Whereas, exactly. Whereas Gastelum really, to me, feels like he has boxer's hands. Um, Gastelum has good fast hands, but here's what he throws: he throws a jab. He throws a jab cross. And he throws a hook cross. That is just about all that Whitaker has to worry about is Gastelum's cross. His left kick has been coming up lately under Rafael Cordero, mm-hmm. who does really good work uh, in the stand-up, stand-up realm, at least with uh, lefties, with southpaws. Um, I don't think Gastelum has... I don't think he has what it takes to not only hurt Whitaker, but finish him. Whitaker is a tough man. If he survived through 10 rounds of Yellow Romero... And, and it's not like there were points where we thought the fight should be stopped. Um, yeah, he's been buzzed by the hardest puncher, the most dangerous man in the division. Um, you think Yoel Romero is the hardest puncher in the division? Who do you think hits harder than Romero 185? Maybe I'm wrong. I have to, I have to think about it. I, I'm not sure that Jacare doesn't hit harder. I mean, he's, he comes out of Speaking nowhere. Of I've always thought of, his, I've always thought of his, his knees and his forearms as being... Way more terrifying than his fists. I think he's just very explosive. He's and explosive I think that and any strong. Fast twitch yeah. movement that he makes forward, and if your head or your body is not moving back away from it at the time of impact, I think I think he's hurting you one way or another. Yeah, but his ter- his terrifying finishes, the things he did to like Machida, um, and by the way, mostly he, are it is intentional. Uh, yeah. Romero, I, I know we're sidetracked here, sidetracked here okay. but Romero doesn't tend to. Uh, he he doesn't tend to want to dominate you early and not be able to do it. Correct. He will take it easy and he'll take. He's it learned that after after until it's time, yeah. and then he finishes you the moment he wants to. It seems like um, he took tons of damage against Kennedy and Derek Brunson, and then finished 
when it, when he decided it was time to finish, I guess. Uh, I couldn't he, believe how much damage he took against Derek Brunson. I actually didn't think he took all that much damage. I, I saw against the fight recently. Yoel Romero with Derek Brunson? Yeah. That, I felt like oh, Brunson I'm, was I'm winning sorry, the fight. I'm sorry. Uh, I, thought, I thought you meant Whitaker. Oh. Um, so, sorry, sorry. I thought, okay. we, uh, I thought we switched back to him. Uh, oh, yeah, Whitaker no, didn't I, take... The Derek Brunson-Whitaker fight was quick. Yeah. It was and, just and, like... And I remember it being described as like uh, Brunson hurt him, but Whitaker wasn't wasn't really hurt. Uh, Brunson went... went, went balls out and, and, and wanted to finish like he usually does in the first round and then Whitaker caught him on the on the way in. Whitaker was level-headed and relaxed throughout that fight uh, kept his head out of danger and won. Um, Whitaker Whitaker has proven time and again that he can be in trouble and he can get out of there. Um, I'm not sure that Gastelum has as much heart. I'm not sure that Gastelum will be as fast in the third round. Gastelum will have to finish early if he does win. Um I think Whitaker's proven himself to be the best in the world. Uh, at 185. At, he did lose at, a couple of fights at 170, including to Court McGee. He did. I think, and, and that was a split decision against Court McGee. Yes, it Court was. McGee. And then he got, it's been a while he got, since I've seen it. And then he got floored by Wonderboy. He did get finished by Wonderboy, but he wasn't completely out. Uh, he was hurt, and it yeah. was a loss. Um, I and think it, the argument could be made that immediately, I believe, after that fight, he moved up to 185. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he did. Uh, I think the argument could and be made And he's been perfect that, since then. Exactly. I think the argument could be made that, that uh, the weight cut had an effect on his chin. He's got uh, he's 9-0 and at middleweight with wins over guys like Romero twice. Ronaldo Sousa, by Yacare. the way, dominated Jacare. Yeah, where, he did. Uh, Yacare, he, made him really, look, he made him look old. Yeah, and, and Kelvin had a really close competitive fight with, with Sousa where that last round you had some question as to who, who was taking that decision. Uh, Derek Brunson, who's dangerous early, and he... Got him out of there fairly early. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, he's got wins over guys like Natal, Uri Hall, Tavares, back when they were all fairly formidable opponents, uh, maybe with the exception of Natal at that point in his career. Um, I think uh, Whitaker is the best middleweight in the world. I think his most dangerous matchup he is done with because he's beaten him twice, and I think he takes the win here against Kelvin probably by decision, if not a late finish. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad that we've got competitive points of view. Like I said, I think Whitaker's a great fighter. He certainly could win this fight. I just have a feeling that there's going to be an early exchange. The fight I keep playing back in my head, and I don't know why, is Condit Hardy. I, I just see them both in the pocket throwing down and Gastelum, get, Gastelum just putting him down. Um I think I don't think Whitaker tends to stick around in the pocket for swinging hooks like that. He tends to he tends to angle out. Um, you know what? It would be exciting if it happened, and that would be a huge yeah. accomplishment by by Gastelum. By the way, well, with the pressure Gastelum is going to bring, uh, yeah, uh, can, can he pressure Whitaker effectively? We'll I don't see. Know. We'll see. Uh, it's a, it's a fascinating matchup. I'm, I'm glad sure. I disagree, and I'm glad yeah, to feel we're, strongly we're, about we're, it. I can't wait to see what happens. So I can text you afterwards and either gloat or say you got me. I, I, I look. I look um, forward to it. The next fight, I have a feeling we're going to be much more. Absolutely, Anderson Silva first round now. Closely aligned, yeah, yeah. I think I think I I was actually going to pick Silva in the first round by flying triangle. Yeah, that that about about lines up with their career trajectory. I mean, anything anything can happen in a fight. Uh, I Adesanya seems very strong of spirit. He's remarkably poised and shows great composure in the cage. I think this is. I know why they're booking this fight. I think it's an unfortunate booking. And I think, you know, we haven't seen Anderson KO'd uh, since, really since the Weidman, first Weidman fight, which was the only time. The second time, the leg kick, I don't know if you can really, it was a TKO. 
I get it, but it's a little bit yeah. different. It's a little it's bit. Not it's a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see. Uh, I think we're probably gonna see Silva overwhelmed. It could go the distance, you know. It, I think Adesanya can pre- is pretty much gonna be able to do whatever he wants. He's fast. He's faster. He's stronger. I tend to agree. Um, I think Adesanya gets the clear-cut edge here. Silva's the best stand-up fighter that Adesanya has faced in MMA, so I don't expect an early blowout, but he will take the decisive win here. Um, next up, we've got... <laughs> now we've got 15 fights nobody cares about. We don't have to necessarily spend uh, 15 minutes apiece on these fights, although uh, although it doesn't seem like we spent a whole lot of time on Adesanya versus Silva. Well, if there are more, is there more to... I mean, we can just... What do you like about Adesanya? What have you seen in his... What do you see in the fight against Brunson that made you a believer, I, if you weren't already? Well... You know, I I I have been a believer. I just didn't expect for him to make the jumps in in technique, uh, in growth, quite as quickly as he has. Um, when he when he first debuted, uh, I, I was actually I've heard I had heard a couple of things about him. I'd heard about his success in, in kickboxing, including uh, some bouts in Glory. Um, he beat up on Rob Wilkinson, who's you know who's not exactly a top level guy, as expected. It took him a little while. Um, he didn't blow that guy out of the water like he did, you know, a, a top 10, 12 mm-hmm. caliber fighter such as Derek Brunson. You know, and then he had that much hard, he had that much harder fight with uh, Marvin Vittori, and actually picked Vittori over uh, him because mm-hmm. I, 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 Rob Wilkinson was able to take uh, Adesanya down just as little as 2018. I mean, that was that's February. That's a mm-hmm. that's a year ago, Nick. That that Adesanya was taken down by a guy like Rob Wilkinson. Uh, and, and shortly after, Vittori had some success with takedowns against him, and that's the reason that I picked him is because I expected him to have success there. Adesanya was able to come out with a uh, decision, a split decision there in a competitive bout. Tavares, I expected to exploit that takedown defense, but he didn't. He couldn't do yeah. really a thing against him. He controlled and dominated the entire fight, and that was a five-rounder. That says a lot about, about a young up-and-coming Adesanya who didn't look, I don't think, any worse in the fifth than he did in the first. Uh, Derek Brunson, who is... A fairly solid wrestler, a better wrestler than all of his prior opponents. Uh, he dispatched in, in a round. He's been looking spectacular. I would still like to see him on the ground, to see him uh, get up uh, off of his back. I don't think this is the fight for us to uh, to to get to see that part of his game. Uh, but yeah, I, I favor Adesanya here in a big way. I think maybe he'll he'll leave some room for Silva to to to, to play around with him to, to make it an experience. I think Adesanya believes in himself enough to. Maybe even making it slightly make this fight a little more risky than it has to be, but yeah, I, I favor Adesanya by. Uh, it could go to the distance. I, I agree with you there. Um, I, I could also see him catching him with a big shot and 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 just kind of walking away, despite the fact that Silva isn't necessarily all the way out. Referee will probably agree with Adesanya there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair pick. What I hope is I don't think if he wins this fight that he should get the winner of Whitaker Gastelum. Absolutely agree. I think he should have to fight uh, Jacare or um, not Weidman because Weidman Weidman needs an easier fight. I think at this point the who else would we put him against? It was Rockhold's leaving the division. We've got Romero, Rockhold, yeah, Jacare. If Romero stays in the division, you think either Romero or Jacare is the fight you'd make. But i got to believe Romero's going to fight before he fights again. Before um, Adesanya um, I, I, fights I, again. I think that... Uh, I, I, I feel like guys like Rockhold... Uh, well, Rockhold being out of the division. Guys like Romero, uh, guys like Souza, I, I, I think that's early for him. I think they need to... 
work him up there against wrestlers that can actually stick around for a bit. Unlike, yeah. uh, unlike in his last bout. I'm trying to think who's a strong. Let me look. Who's a strong? We've got Weidman. We've got Gastelum. Yeah. I think. I, I think mean, Weidman's Weidman like would probably the right matchup. Weidman's not going to. I don't think Weidman takes that fight. I think if I'm if I'm Sarah Longo, I agree with you. There. I I want. I, you you got to build his confidence I don't know back. that Chris Weidman has ever crushing. said no to a fight. He, ha- he he won't. I think his team needs to take care of him. And uh, I think you're right. He needs a Weidman. I think Weidman, if he's going to come back, needs to be built back. He's been fighting top top guys. How about Gastelum? Six years. If Gastelum loses. That makes sense Against to me. That'd be a great. I'd be super. That's a, that's actually the move. You give him the loser of this. The fight. loser of this fight, I think, actually makes a lot of sense. That way, uh, he doesn't necessarily get uh, get kind of taken off course mm-hmm. by a guy like uh, Jacare or Romero, and uh, and he might just make his way to a title. Uh, and then maybe have the experience enough to actually face those guys and beat him at that point. Look, yep. the guy might beat him today. I just I just feel like they've been guiding him up slowly in just the right way, which they rarely do the UFC. Um, I think they should keep doing that, and and, uh, and this kid could be a big star for him. He could be a big star, yeah, which along with Whitaker, zero at the end of his record. It's, yeah, and it's, it's also fun that as the UFC works to expand, they've got, you know, potentially um, two Whitakers from New Zealand also, isn't he? Uh, and Adesanya, and Adesanya is based, is, Adesanya is based in New Zealand. Um, yeah, they're both they're both locals, and they are the star attractions for this event, of course. So, looking um, at the, th- the, th- the third fight, fight in the middle of the card is Ronnie Aya. I need to laugh that way as you as versus you, Ricky as you Simon. I'm just like Ronnie Aya has fought some good guys, but his the last few years he hasn't his ways have not been winning ways. I think uh, I think this is Ricky Simon's. I'm totally wrong. He did. He has. <laughs> <laughs> he actually. Has why a was I imagining? Why Why did I think that he had lost so much more? I think his losses are more memorable and on and on maybe bigger cards than his wins. He lost to Joe Soto by decision. Yeah, he in lost seven, to, in 2017. He, he lost, lost to Mendez. Uh, he lost to Mendez. Chad Mendes? Yeah. That was back in the day. That was oh, well, that was a long time yeah. ago. I mean, he's got I mean, a he has two, You know, he fought Johnny Bedford twice. But the, the name, okay, so you, you, you caught me, like, for whatever reason. <laughs> I thought that when I thought that when I looked him up that his his record was lousier than this, but I don't see a lot of impressive scalps here. Yeah, no, there probably are and a he's, lot of And he's people. not very young. That is true, absolutely. And he's fighting, he's fighting a young up-and-comer in Ricky Simon, um, an Australian fighter and maybe i, I didn't realize could... that ricky simone was australian are you sure i think he's from portland oh oh the fighter the sorry the fight is the fight we're seeing is in australia yeah, which, yeah. which i knew um i just i don't think it i don't have a lot of faith in ronnie yeah yeah i don't know why i just think he's i think that he's i think uh, ricky simon's gonna run up run through him um i am disagreeing with you on this one and and you know what i think ricky simone is actually a pretty good prospect is it simone uh, I believe it. I've heard it. I've heard it said someone. I may be oh. wrong. You stick to Simon. I'll say Simone. Okay, we, we can. Got, and we, we yeah, we have one more thing to bet on. Right. Um, oh, true. Um, so, I, I, th- I think I think he's a solid prospect. I don't know that this is a great matchup for him. Uh, he's a scrambler. He's a wrestler. He's a pressure fighter. I don't know that those things will work against a somewhat capable Yaya on the feet who has got submissions in his last three fights. Uh, Anywhere from the first to the third round, so he's 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 able to he he's got enough he's got enough gas at the age of 34 to beat a guy like uh, I'm sorry uh, Russell Doane 
who's a young, you know, a, a young semi-prospect at worst. Um, he's been getting submissions. He's been looking really good. The trip to Australia has presumably affected both Simone and Yaya, neither of whom I, I, I think are from, uh, from down under. I'm giving the edge to Yaya by submission. I think all he has to do is find himself on the ground on top at some point in a scramble, and this fight could be over shortly thereafter. But I will give plenty of credit to Ricky Simone, who has a win over a uh, very talented Marab Dvalashvili. Um, he basically got dominated the whole fight and then kind of sprawled. Dvalashvili knocked himself out, and 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 then there, it was kind of a funny stoppage. You, you got to mm-hmm. see it. It's I actually remember that. listed somehow as a guillotine choke. Dvalashvili basically went out by by, 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 by slamming his own head into the into the mat, and then uh, wasn't a guillotine. Fight ended, and Dvalashvili took an extra moment to get up. Referee called it. In any case, I have Yaya here by submission. This is another one in which we differ. By the way, Simone is a solid prospect, and I would like to see him win here uh, for the sake of the division, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up. Women's flyweight, 125. Do you have uh, Montana De La Rosa versus Nadia Kassim listed there? Yep. Um, so in this matchup, I, I actually watched some tape on both fighters. Um, I think Kass, Nadia Kassim, standing up, she, she's a pretty solid southpaw. Um, she has a fast left hand and a pretty fast left kick, whether it be to the head or to the body. Um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily impl- like she has no layered level to her, uh, to her stand up. Right? If those two things don't land, she may throw many other things, but they're not in congruence. They're not working toward a specific goal. She doesn't have a second or third layer of setups to, in order to land her big strikes. Um, and Montana De La Rosa has recently been looking really good against Rachel Ostovich. She's yes. played an excellent jab. Uh, even though she didn't stay as consistent toward the end of the fight with it as she did early on, I'm sure her corner, just judging by the way they were speaking to her in between rounds, I'm sure they've shored that up and addressed that. Um, they're both actually, I believe, uh, dating UFC fighters, um, if, if I remember this correctly. Uh, De La Rosa is married, if yes. I'm not mistaken, to... to, uh, to uh, I Marco, forget Marco, Marco, Marco Del Rosa, maybe. Um, and uh, I've got Montana here. I think she's got the better ground game. I think uh, her jab and her and her size advantage uh, will give her an, uh, will give her enough of an edge. And also, she's got way more fights. She's got. That's the thing. I'm also picking. I'm also picking Montana De La Rosa, and I think she's just faced much uh, stronger competition. She has more losses, but Kasim's only like real scalp is Alex Chambers, who hasn't been very successful lately. And De La Rosa, though she has a couple of these losses, there is Cynthia uh, uh, Covillo and Mackenzie Dern, which there's no, no, those are two, those are two top, top level fighters. I just think she's been in there uh, more often and been in there with better and that she's beaten better fighters than, than Nadia Kasem has. No argument there. So we're on the same, uh, we're on the same page. I will also say that in her, in her UFC debut, Nadia, Nadia Kasim fought Alex Chambers, and she was so much bigger than Alex Chambers. Um, and quite frankly, she had some trouble with her, especially with Chambers' ability to take her down. I think that if uh, Del Rosa wants to take down, it will be there for her. So uh, next up is light heavyweight, Jimmy Crute. Jim Crute versus Sam Alvey. Smiling Sam, who I think was a late replacement. Uh, I actually did not know that. I'm pretty sure. We can look it up. What are, what are your thoughts on the matchup, Nick? Um, I think that Smile and Sam is diminishing returns. I just don't feel like he's he's throwing enough in his in his uh, in his last few fights. I don't think he looks particularly fast. 
and I think he's coming up. He's coming in. I like. I want to verify this, but on short notice, against a uh, against a faster, younger guy. And so you're picking. I'm Kroot picking. I'm picking Crute. Yeah. Um, I I watched some tape on Crute, and that man is very raw for nine and zero. But he's nine and zero at light heavyweight, so it kind of makes sense. Not a whole lot of very athletic men walking around at 225 pounds who decided to make MMA their career uh, out there. Um, Crude himself is fairly athletic, and I think that's why he's been able to get by mm-hmm. uh, uh, with that nine and zero record. He uh, won his UFC debut with, against Paul Craig in a fight in which Paul Craig got several clean takedowns against him. Even though Craig isn't all that athletic, uh, he did show pretty good uh, double leg in that bout, but. Um, it worries me that it that, that it was you know a pretty serious struggle to uh, finish Paul Craig, but he did submit him in the third round, and I think Craig is a pretty pretty good grappler, although not someone who uh, who has long term gas. Um, Sam Alvey did lose his last fight, even though he was a big favorite against Rogério Nogueira. Um, I don't know that Jim Crute necessarily has the overall technique to pull that off. I don't think Sam Alvey, even if he did take this fight on short notice, is ever really in fight shape. I think there's a, <laughs> there's a reason he only throws about six strikes around. The thing is that if he lands two of them, he's probably going to at least knock you down and, and maybe win the round that way, like he did against Volante. Um, if I remember correctly, right. Volante outstruck him it there. Is a short, we verified it is a short notice For Ryan appearance. Spann, yep. who, who actually that would have been a very interesting uh, prospect matchup between Ryan Spann and Jim Crude. I'd be very interested in that. Two, two guys who have real potential but uh, are, have some, some holes to shore up. Um, I've got uh, I've got Alvy here. I think Alvy might be able to catch Crute as Crute kind of wades forward uh, with his offense. Alvy's hard to take down, so I'm going to assume that... that uh, that he should be able to do okay in that regard. Alvy will end up against the fence, and as Crute lunges in for something huge, Alvy will catch him with a left hook uh, that should set up the finish. If not, I think Alvy can hurt him once or twice throughout the bout to maybe nab a sloppy and competitive decision otherwise. It's funny. Usually uh, you're taking the... I'm taking the prospect. The prospects, and I'm taking the veterans, and you're taking Yaya and Alvi, and I'm taking Crute and, and Simon that, or that, Simone. That is right. I, I think I think you know what your your success lately has. So we've got three diff. We've got three uh, fights on the main card where we disagree. Let's see what how we line up on the let's let's buzz through the prelim uh, card in the early prelims um, with some alacrity. Light uh, the light heavyweight bout: Devonte Smith against Dong Hyung Ma. I've got I've got Smith. Um, you know, like I think he's gonna I think he's gonna run through him. I've got Devonte Smith too here. He's powerful, athletic prospect yep. with a hundred percent percent finish rate. Um, <laughs> That's good. Because of Dung Young's Kim's propensity to brawl, I expect that he'll get Dung Young Ma. Well, it's it's actually he's actually oh. the other Dung Young Kim, but oh. changed his uh, changed his look at you like teaching school. Name. Okay, yeah, I, I I think he changed it based on a nickname, which which I'm not sure what it is, but it starts with an M and an A. Um, I expect that Ma, you know, he, he's a guy that'll brawl, and, and certainly Smith is not the guy to brawl with. He's got a lot of power, and he's finished, I think, all but one win by knockout. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to expect him to, to look pretty good here. Uh, the featherweight fight, Shane Young versus Austin Arnett. I, I like Arnett, but the fa- listen, I'm picking Sugar Shane Young based on he went the distance with Volkanovs- uh, Volkanovski. Which if you go if you go the distance with that guy after the man we just saw, like get into that war and finish Chad Mendez, I just think he's 
I just think he's going to be tougher and better. I just think he's a better, stronger fighter than Austin Arnett is. Uh, right there with you. Shaden Young should beat Austin Arnett over three fairly competitive rounds. Next um, up, we've got uh, Rolian Paiva um, and Kai Kara France. Um, I think uh, I think Paiva will have a height and reach advantage over France, but tends to wait forward recklessly. So I'll take Kara France to shut off Paiva's lights with a counter. You're taking. I'm taking uh, uh, Kara France. Yeah, I am. I, like, by, by likewise, it should be a fun flyweight scrap, though. Uh, agreed. I'm the, glad the, there's this, some flyweights on the card. Yeah, the, the style matchup lends itself to making this a fun fight to watch for sure. Um, next up, we've got Teruto Ishihara. Uh, who's going against Kyung-ho Kang. What are your thoughts, Nick? I think that uh, Ishihara has not fared too well as of late. I think I think this is all Kyung-ho Kang. Um, to your point earlier about Johnny Walker, I think Trudeau Ishihara has all the makings of a Japanese MMA superstar and that he's always willing to slug it out against better com- competition and rarely wins. Um, that coupled with his bombastic personality I think would work really well there. Uh, makes him a fun fighter to watch, even in a loss. Um, I'll take the more refined Kyung Ho Kang by submission, if not by a dominant decision. Yeah, I think we're we're on the same page with that one. Oh, the Lando next fight, yeah, Lando Venata with all these other fighters, and the some of the Lando Venata is an interesting case. He's the only, I think he's the maybe the only fighter in UFC in UFC history who over his last six fights is one three and two. Yeah, uh, I think you might be right. There's really no good reason for that. Is <laughs> and there? he's fought. And he's fought really. Mostly, he's fought really well. There was um, his fight against. I mean, he looked good I, against I, Ferguson I early in his should, UFC I, debut. I thought he should have looked. I thought that he came in sort of tepid against Close. I didn't know what he. He didn't seem like he was fighting with enough urgency. Um, I thought. I, I think he's a good, exciting fighter. I just think he loses. Uh, I feel like he loses the plot sometimes in the middle of a fight. But I think he's got a lot of skill, and I think he's. I think he has enough to defeat Marcos Rosa, who is going to then watch his wife fight later on. Oh, is that is that? Who, oh, that's good to know. Um, I just figured that out. I've got. Uh, is this the first time that husband and wife have fought? No, I don't think fight? that's him. It's uh, Marcos Rosa Mariano, not. Oh, this Marcus, is a different. Not Marcos De La Rosa. Yeah, yeah d- different guy. Um, I, I have, I have Venata here as well. Um, I think that if Lando decides to take Marco, uh, Marco Rosa down, he can win decisively. If not, Lando will win in a sloppy fashion, despite the fact that he'll probably wear more damage and on his, on his face as the decision gets announced. Um, Lando, he always looked pretty good early. And then everything falls apart because he tends to brawl and take a lot of damage. I think he went from being considered a serious prospect in his performance against Tony, Fer- uh, Tony Ferguson in the first round. Yeah. Where he hurt him a couple of times on short notice in 2016 uh, and in his UFC debut, mind you. And then he got this huge, beautiful uh, spinning wheel kick knockout against John McDessie in the follow-up. Everything since has been kind of downhill. Uh, he lost two decisions against Ricard Close and David Tamer, and he went to two draws against Matt Provola and Bobby Green. By the way, wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a draw. Uh, but I will give him the edge over Marcos, uh, Marcos Rosa here. And the last two fights of the night. We've got Jalen Turner against Callan uh, Potter. And I'm taking I'm taking Turner. Um Jalen Turner should be able to knock Potter out as Potter will have trouble landing takedowns and defending against Turner's strikes. He just takes a lot of damage and Turner hits hard. 
We Next. saw but there was one of those fights and what was there was a fight like that on the last card. Uh who was I, I don't I don't recall. I had it up earlier, but I don't have it in front of me right now. Yeah, but I just remember there being a fight where we were waiting for the the guy wasn't getting any takedowns and we were just waiting for him to get oh. hit by the giant by the Right. Look 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 that up as I as I give you my Yeah, you talk pick. about um we've got Wu Lingji Buren. Uh, who has a height advantage over Jonathan Martinez, but I'm giving the slight edge to Martinez, who's more likely to survive and work through tough moments than Beren, who's been finished several times already. And I'm going, I'm picking exactly the same as you on that one. Uh, the fight I'm thinking about, maybe it was two cards ago. Oh, no, no, it was... Yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing whatever. I think it was two cards ago. Yeah, well, I can't remember which what the been, fight was. May have been a couple ago. Um, Nick, a pretty mediocre card for a pay per view. If they're expecting a lot of people to to fork over uh, Mad Doe for this one, I think they're mistaken. Um, what are your thoughts about the star power of Adesanya and Anderson Silva? I think that well, the UFC probably has some data that Anderson is still a big enough name to drive buys. I'm very curious to see where it nets out. I mean, there's two lines of thinking here, that Anderson will cover buys globally and that they're looking at this to be a strong pay-per-view in the APAC region. Um, since there's so many Australian fighters on it, you've got two guys, one from New Zealand, another... Um, I don't think Adesanya is from New Zealand originally, but he trains from there, calls it home. Um, so I think strike, based on the strength of the regional fighters, they're probably looking to do a good number in that region. I'm really curious to see neither Gastelum nor Whitaker, even with uh, Tough, you know, them hosting Tough, are, uh, are stars, I think. I mean, they're stars to us. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're not. They're, they're not. not guy, they're not. Guy, they're not showing up in. They're not showing up in Toyo tire commercials. What, what are the tire commercials I keep throwing and, at us? And, and for the record, even the guys that do show up in Toyo tires commercials are not really stars. No, but they're showing up there because they. They're not. Wouldn't be there. I don't think if they weren't. If they weren't tracking with some some degree of awareness, like they're picked. I think those guys are selected for a reason. The same way that um, the phone carrier was the phone carrier that. The phone carrier actually got some pretty big names. It gets some big names. What's the carrier? What's the but carrier? I, the the uh, pay by the Metro PCS. Metro PCS. I think it was the, the UFC the maybe that chose and some fighters they liked and that have been. I, it could be good to them and at the top, uh, like like definitely they want rec- they definitely want recognizable guys. Um, I mean, I think in the Dom- in the Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw silly commercial. I think Forrest Griffin showing up. It, more people probably recognize Forrest Griffin than yeah, recognize Dillashaw. That. Maybe not Cruz. I don't know because he does the commentating as well. But you know, Forrest was a star when when you, the UFC True, was at its most back, po- most popular back in the day. Back when Chuck Liddell was a star, um, yeah. I, I I think yeah, I don't so, think that Whitaker or Gastelum are are, they are should stars be. by any means. I think Whitaker certainly deserves to be. I think Gastelum might just earn it on Saturday night. Certainly, according to you, um, Adesanya's got real star potential. I think that he's yep. going to get the rub off Silva, and I think that if he can finish this fight, which I think he's got a decent shot at doing. Um, he will have a pretty awesome knockout reel. Um, I just love Adesanya's upside. When you hear him talk, he has such composure and confidence, but he's also playing the game and does a little a little bit of shtick, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, tr- not trash talk, but bravado, I would say, like, yeah, he's, bravado. He's, he's got some bravado. But he also seems like he's got a really good martial arts, you know, uh, point of view and head on his shoulders. So I feel like, I feel like he's championship material in every way. Um, I think he's nice like, to everyone. Like GSP with a little bit of attitude. 
Um, yeah, that's a good and I I think the UFC could use somebody. I certainly feel like as a fan with the things that I like in the sport, I could use somebody like that right now. Um, although I, I've got nothing against Whitaker being champ, I think he's great. I think, uh, I, think I just think I have a feeling. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the middleweight belt becomes a hot potato. I mean, it's been a hot potato for a while, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Whitaker runs this thing for a little while. But Adesanya, I think, will be a bigger challenge when he is up than Gastelum. Interesting. Nick, this has been awesome. Yeah, I can't I, wait to I'm see actually, what happens. I'm way more confident at the end of these picks, at the end of this event, than I have been uh, over the last few. So I'm going to go ahead and hope that that's a sign of something. Uh, but I look forward to uh, to texting and messaging on Facebook on Saturday night as all of this plays out. Yeah, enjoy the thunder down under. Looking forward to it. Well, uh, in our next, our next podcast will be Sea Level Kane Velasquez. As he takes on, as he takes on the monster Nganu, which Nganu shows up, which Kane shows up, which Kane shows up. Does anybody show up? Does sea level (laughs) Does sea level Kane show up? Does the sea level Kane give an interview in which he complains of a serious, debilitating injury that couldn't possibly allow him to fight right before the bout and get pulled? Yeah. Does Does Nganu? Not leave the locker room. <laughs> or does According he, does to Dana he, White and no one else, he has been a serious prima donna. But uh, but yeah, clearly the UFC does not want this man to win. Um, what's really strange to me is he had that one fight when he was at like against Derek Lewis when he'd been training at Syndicate. Everybody else goes to Syndicate and comes back like like jo- like think, Jojo actually, like Roxanne. I don't think he actually spends significant time there. I think no? he's spar guys. I think he like hangs out. They cornered the him that training. fight. I'm sure, because yeah. they're probably the only real coaches that he was around. But I don't think he spent day in and day out with them. From what I understand, he spends the majority of his time at the UFC training center, um, where I assume he has like a dorm situation and, and, and food and everything he really needs. Um, I don't think he gets like serious, well, at least back then, I don't think that he got very serious training. And, uh, and the style matchup with Lewis honestly makes a lot of sense. Those guys never fire first. They, they both wait for counters. That's why it was yeah. boring. Cain Velasquez will give him opportunities to counter. And honestly, I, if Fingano lands one. That's the thing. I uh, I don't know what's... I keep going back and forth in that fight. I don't know what's going to happen. I won't be shocked if the ESPN premiere looks a lot like the Fox premiere. That, oh, man. <laughs> I, I would love to I'm, see Kane get a victory here. I would love to see Kane get a victory, too, because that dude hits hard. <laughs> uh, I mean, they both hit hard, but Ngannou They both hit hard. So, I mean... Ngannou has, has to... Barely touch, you know. He doesn't have to land flush. Yeah, but if it whiffs you and the wind wind uh, gust is strong enough, and your chin has been tested, like Arlovsky, for instance, you're probably taking an. Yeah, well, I'm worrying more about the sh- the temple shots from him because he doesn't. I wouldn't describe Ngannou as being remarkably accurate. Uh, but, but he, I mean, he he hits the target. I actually think not, on the counter he's pretty yeah? accurate. Yeah, like, I feel like he hits the side of the head, the back of the head, and maybe what he's aiming for. He doesn't seem like he. Well, it's, it's also like a, a guy like uh, a guy like. Uh, who was his last opponent in Ghana's who he caught with a quick, uh, with with a quick right or left hand? I'm gonna look this up right now. He just beat a uh, he just beat a prospect, and oh, he beat Blades. Curtis Blades. That's right. Thank you for that. Um, he 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 beat the guy fairly quickly, and and he just needed that one counter opportunity. Blades moves his head, which is why it kind of landed off, right. uh, off uh, almost in, uh, behind the ear. But Blades is constantly moving in or out, which Kane kind of does too. He does. Uh, the, the the one guy that really kind of decisively beat Ngannou so far, correct me if I'm wrong, is Stipe, who mm-hmm. ran the heck away the majority of the bout. Heck, he was scared of him when Stipe was on top 
he was scared of getting hit. So uh, yeah, until, I don't know if until Kane until is of fell asleep. I look forward to uh, I look forward to yeah. delving into this matchup next week, man. Cool, and we'll hopefully we'll have music by then. All right, everybody, we'll see you later. Later, guys.